Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pamela Riccia, and this is episode number 222 of the podcast. It's the 8th of April, 2020, as I record this intro. And this week, Anna Brown joins me to talk about a couple of questions that I've received from you guys. And whether the situation applies to you directly or not, I encourage you to listen with an open and curious mind. Then let it bubble away for a while. So the questions asked, our thoughts, your thoughts, and see what connections might spark for you. And remember to have fun with it. Uh, A few weeks ago, in the intro of episode 215, I mentioned that I was working on creating an online unschooling community called the Living Joyfully Network. And spoiler alert, it's now open. But I thought I'd share a bit of backstory because the motivation behind its development has been twofold. So it first started with participants in the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit asking for a space for more casual conversations. We had our private Facebook group for questions, but resisted opening it up to more general conversations because they can quickly overwhelm a single feed environment like a Facebook group. Yet, those are precisely the kinds of conversations that help cultivate the connected, caring, and lasting relationships with other unschooling parents that we're so often looking for. It was a conundrum. And second, as I thought more deeply about those online connections between unschooling parents and how we might help cultivate them, I remembered how incredibly valuable it was for me to participate in an online community of like-minded parents who were committed to exploring unschooling and navigating the unschooling journey. I have great memories. So you probably know me well enough by now to know that I let that puzzle percolate in the back of my mind for a few months. And the project possibility soon grew from serving our summit participants to include serving the Living Joyfully community as a whole. I knew I didn't want to just open up another Facebook group because the noise of Facebook, the distracting sea of links and ads in which we must swim, works against the immersion that better supports the deep, focused reflection that our unschooling journey asks of us and the space to cultivate connected, caring, and lasting relationships with other unschooling parents. So one of my big goals with this community is to create a safe, private space where members can support and learn from each other as we question and explore many of the conventional beliefs around learning and parenting where we feel comfortable sharing all aspects of our unschooling journeys. Our aha moments and hard-won insights, our celebratory moments when things go well, and our questions and concerns as challenges arise. So in my research, I eventually discovered Mighty Networks. It's private, it's ad-free, and has a great mobile app. Their focus is on connecting members, not on data, which I love, and they do it really well. And Anna has been an integral part of this project and is as excited as I am about cultivating this unschooling community space. I'm so happy she's chosen to take on the role of community advocate and is bringing her passions for unschooling, creating community, and supporting connections to the network. 
So many of the existing summit participants have joined Anna and I in the network over the last couple of weeks, helping us kick the tires, and we're having a wonderful time in there. It's already an amazing mix of parents with a wide range of life and unschooling experience. Now, this diversity of perspective adds a beautiful richness to our conversations because in the network, we share experience, not advice. It's a subtle but oh-so-valuable perspective shift. Instead, you are able to gather other unschooling parents' experiences and insights as additional information that you then weave together with your own thoughts and experience to inform the intentional next steps on your unschooling journey. And then you see what happens. (laughs) You're always learning. Anna and I share some details about how the community works at the beginning of our conversation, and you can learn more at explorers.livingjoyfully.ca, or just click on the link in the show notes. But before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon, and a big welcome to new patron, Shauna Pitts. Hi, Shauna. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support not only lets me know that you enjoy the show and want it to continue, it allows me to spend time creating episodes each week and to keep the podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash exploring and schooling. And now let's dive into my conversation with Anna. Welcome. I'm Pam Larickia from livingjoyfully.ca and today I'm here with Anna Brown. Hi, Anna. Hello. (laughs) So Anna joins me this week to talk a bit about the Living Joyfully Network. And then we're going to dive into a couple questions that I've received lately. And so for the last couple of weeks, we've been having a lot of fun in the network with Summit participants who have generously been helping us iron out some of the wrinkles. And now we're happy to be opening it to the wider community. So I just wanted to uh, share with you guys a bit about what's going on in there so you can have an idea of what we're up to. So the purpose um, behind the Living Joyfully Network, um, and I spent a lot of time working on this because I wanted to get a really good feel for how I felt um, things would unfold in there, the kind of community that I wanted to cultivate. So uh, what we're trying to do is bring together unschooling parents to support and learn from each other as we question and explore many of the conventional beliefs around learning and parenting so that we can more gracefully navigate our personal unschooling journeys, develop strong and connected relationships with our children, and cultivate a thriving unschooling lifestyle in our families. Now, that's very open because our our personal journeys are so different from each other. But, you know, as I talked about in my Unschooling Journey book, there are some touchstones, some things that um, places along the journey or or paradigm shifts um, that we're going to encounter that are going to be really helpful. So what we're trying to do in the community is help people um, come to recognize those spots and work through this. And Anna 
uh, is very excited uh, to join me on with this uh, adventure. <laughs> I was thrilled when she wanted to jump in with me. And so far, we've been having a great time in there, haven't we, Anna? I love it. I think it's really, um, yeah, I, I'm just so excited about it. And I think it is this great space where we can have um, some targeted, interesting discussions, you know, with people that are interested in the same things, but yet coming from these different perspectives, because that's what I love. You know, it's sometimes hard to have these nuanced conversations with just anybody yeah. because they don't understand, you know, unschooling and some of these layers and the choices that we're making about prioritizing our relationships and some of those other pieces. So to have a community of people that are already there, you know, that are prioritizing relationships that want to have this, you know, deep nuanced conversation I just love that because we are coming from all these different perspectives. And so we're all bringing these different pieces that, I mean, it helps me. I'm learning. They're learning. We're all learning different things about how we address things, how our triggers pop up, how all these different pieces. So I, I am, I, you know, I love a nuanced <laughs> conversation, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's a dream for me. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I would also say I love connection and community. So I love that we're creating a place where we can, you know, have this community that thrives and, and it, it, it feels a little bit different than what, you know, we've been able to try to do on Facebook and some of the other platforms. So I'm excited about that piece too, because I mean, you know, Pam and I are very good friends and it's the internet and unschooling, you know, old time forums that, you know, really brought us together and, and some of my children's best friends and, and people that have enriched my life beyond measure all came to me through this type of connection that I feel like we don't like, we just haven't had. So I love that, you know, we're creating this new environment for that. Yeah. For me, that is a huge piece. And uh, the the connection piece and like you were talking about getting energized and inspired like for me that's 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 the huge piece like this is wonderful for me to participate in as well and I know you know we put together a framework for the community but that is um, I'm not gonna say like that's as far as we go but within that framework I really feel like a participant in it more so you know, like not overlooking. It's just, it's peer, peer to peer. Parents, right. I think right? the richness, the richness comes from those participants yeah. and all of our the community members. So it's like, I, I think that's the tapestry and the richness that we can all bring to, you know, elevate it to something beyond what you and I can imagine or, you know, lay out and sketch out and try. But, but yeah, I mean, I think it is important that, you know, we have decided to do kind of this active engagement and, you know, to keep us talking and doing and growing. And I think it will just grow beyond kind of our imagination. Or, you know, that's well, that's it for me now. At the, I'm, I'm more curious yeah, to see what we can all do together and, and kind of how it unfolds. And, you know, as ever, we, we talk about a lot on the podcast, you know, unschooling is a lifestyle, Right. So, you know, even though my kids are grown, it's our lifestyle. So that's why it's still so important for me to stay engaged, why it's still so energizing. It's still so inspiring because just that day-to-day -day joy, excitement, challenges, like all the things, right? That's life. That's my life now. It was my life 10 years ago. You know, it does not look different, does it? 
Yeah, I was about to say the same thing when I was talking. I was thinking that they're both thinking that your kids are in their 20s. But, and, and, and so, yes, you know, they are. And so we're not at that, though. I do love actually even kind of, you know, thinking about those early times, too, is fun. But um, but for me, you know, it really is a lifestyle of, you know, how I approach the world and relationships and challenges and all of those pieces. And so I do love to stay at that level of inspiration of, no, I can always, you know, make a choice, find the joy, flip it around, figure out the next step, you know, I, and I, so I love that energy of being around people that are wanting to move through the world in that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about that framework because we did put a lot of thought into this. Um, and what we're trying to do is help people through the journey. So what we can bring with our experience is an understanding of those touch points, those paradigm shifts that I spoke about a little bit earlier. So to do this, um, what we've set up right now is uh, some monthly themes. All right. Um, So for April, for example, as this goes out the beginning of April, the theme is our parenting toolbox. Um, We thought not only is this helpful for unschooling parents across the board, it's also especially helpful right now as many of us around the world um, have been asked to stay home as much as possible. So, and, and listening to the podcast, I'm sure you've heard that really relationships are the basis, the foundation of unschooling, strong, connected, respectful, trusting relationships with our children. Um, so we thought that would be a great place to, to get us started. Um, and then, Within that monthly fo- uh, monthly theme, we're having a weekly focus, right? Um, so what we're going to do is is basically look at that monthly theme through a different lens each week. Um, and on Mondays, uh, Anne and I are sharing the weekly focus. We're going to have a short conversation about it, whether it's a video or a post, depending on how our video goes each week. <laughs> But uh, so we're going to talk about uh, the focus and we're going to talk about why we think it's it's valuable to look at it, what our experience is, and then just some ideas or questions for people to think about during the week as they go through. So it's just kind of planting the seeds for unschooling parents as to, you know, this might be valued. doesn't mean that it has to be, doesn't mean they have to learn anything, doesn't mean it even has to occur to them if it's a busy week, you know, it's, it's just uh, moving through life together in support of each other, right? Uh, but I really like that we can uh, just help, um, I guess, plant those seeds is, is the best way to say it really for me. Right. And I think, you know, some of these are, are obviously themes and things that we've talked about before in different ways. But what, you know, we've noticed along the way is so, you know, people may get that. And so we've done podcasts that kind of focus on a bunch of different issues. Well, that's a lot to take in. You know, it's like all these different things. And how do I apply that? And what does that look like for me? And so I love this little bit more focused piece because it is it's whatever you make it or want to do with it or however it's coming into your life in that moment. But it's cool to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to put this lens on for a little while and see 
is that at play at my house? How would it be if I change this around? And then when you have an insight or a question or it's not what you thought, you've got, you know, we've got all these people at the same place kind of talking, yeah. Yeah, this is what happened for me or no, this didn't work for me, but what about this? And so I love that piece of it because I think sometimes when you know, there's a lot of information to take in. It can be hard to figure out how to, how do I even begin to apply this to my daily life? Does it even apply to me? And so this uh, uh, kind of keeping this little bit of framework and all kinds of things are going to bubble up from that. You know, that's what's so beautiful about unschooling. You know, the one seed leads to the million branches. <laughs> <Yep>. you know? <laughs> I, I love that while it's, you know, maybe it seems like it's structured. It's not about a structure. It's just about kind of giving us these different lenses to try on and to see how, ooh, how does that affect my view? And how does that change my feelings about something? And, ooh, this was an area where I was stuck. So I, I love that piece of it. And I think already we're seeing some just really cool conversations pop up around that. And, and again, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, you know, the other piece I love too, because you made such a great point there um, that maybe it, it's at this moment, it doesn't uh, connect with us, right? Maybe it's not where our mind is because we talk about that so often, um, you know, with our kids and they're learning what they're interested in, what happen- is happening in their life right now, because that's where they're going to connect and learn. And the, the thing I love and in other communities that I've been part of, off of Facebook and stuff is that um, all the content is there. So maybe, right. maybe uh, uh, somebody just sees that we talked about, uh, you know, parenting and we talked through this particular lens um, like this week, right now we're talking about personality types, right? Um, that all that's there, like our videos there, all the conversations are there. So that, you know, maybe three months from now, it becomes a thing. It's like, oh, hey, I'm thinking about this right now. So that at least that'll all be there for you to dive into. And you can still bring up the conversation. Again, again. you know, there's, there's nothing, you know, time bound. It's not structured. Like you said, not structured that way where this is the week we're talking about. This is the only time we're going to talk about it. Don't bring it up again. (laughs) Right? (laughs) No, no. But that is something that, that I love about it is the flow. Like so already we're seeing such beautiful flow um, and things branching out because it truly is about what connects for each person. Right. right. Now what we're going to, what we're going to do at the end of each week as well is then have a, a weekly live Q and a call basically. So Come together, whoever uh, is is interested or is able to come. And we're going to be varying, you know, maybe Friday, maybe Saturday mornings, evenings, because we do have members from all around the world. So we want to be able to uh, make sure that at various points they can come live. But people can also submit questions. We can talk about um, particular conversations that came up that, that week to make sure people have come across them. Um, so it's just a moment for us to get together and and talk about maybe aha moments, talk about questions more in depth, all that kind of stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that piece because I really enjoy just connecting face to face. And again, those are going to be recorded so that people have access to them, right? <clears throat> 
Right. And I love that. So again, it's recorded, so there's no pressure to be there, but it's kind of fun if you're able to pop in. I think that's going to be really, I, I'm, I'm hoping people can do that some because I think it'll be fun to have that little bit of a live connection and, and, and see some faces and that kind of thing. But right, you can submit questions. And I think we will just talk about, you know, the insights from the week and, and oh, how looking at that lens, you know, influence some things and, and different pieces because I, you know, I can already think of things, you know, from this week that I, you know, want to be talking about on Friday. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited about that piece. And I think it's a good kind of wrap up to that topic and, and gives people a chance to, yeah, we're going to talk about this more. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also too, uh, again, you know, we're not going to keep that, um, militant in that no, way. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if somebody's got an emerging <laughs> question or topic, you, well, you, <laughs> Have you guys noticed Anna and I like to talk about this stuff? It's anything. Bring it. <laughs> but yeah, just to emphasize that too, conversations aren't limited to the theme and the focus. That's kind of the foundation kind of that, that we're building for it um, because we want to help people move through their journey. So maybe it's something that they hadn't thought about as being related to their relationships or their connection. You know, so we also want to be planting those seeds that these are possibilities and things that you might learn something from. You might get something out of looking through that lens for a little while and seeing what it looks like in your family. So I love that. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is some of the topics that we've got started now. So for people to be able to easily find this information in previous conversations, we've got topics so that people can tag them and you can go look at these anytime if you're looking for inspiration or if there's particular challenge, that kind of stuff. I know the topics are, I really think they're going to kind of flow and build with us as we gain more experience and see what people are looking for or even what we're sharing, right? But we've got topics like aha moments. So if you're looking for uh, some inspiration or seeing what people have um, have discovered along the way, you'll find them in there. Challenges we're facing, questions that we're pondering. I really like that distinct distinction because that's kind of the distinction we've talked about on the podcast before about intellectually understanding unschooling. So for me, that's kind of the questions we're pondering. That's the intellectual understanding and the challenges we're facing is that actual engagement. How does this look in my life? Right. And then there's a, a hanging out space too, because that was something, um, you know, we had the private Facebook group for uh, summit participants, childhood redefined summit people who are the ones in there right now. And what they had been asking for was that um, space for, a, for more uh, fun connection really right to because that light connection is is a great way to get to know each other better right um so we've got a space for that too right and and it's fun because it, it is um we're on it's mighty networks and it is it really is about kind of creating these connections and this network and just kind of fun story <laughs> so um a woman that I mean, who I knew through the, our summit participants are on the group right now. Um, she said, I knew you had moved back to Virginia. She wrote me a note and said, she, I knew you'd moved back to Virginia. And I was curious about it. She goes, but now I see that we are like neighbors. 
we really live like 10 minutes, 15 minutes apart, which is, I mean, my gosh, I live in the country. So that's next door as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so that was so fun. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fun to see, you know, who's in the area. And, and as unschoolers, um, I know for us personally, we travel a lot to see friends, you know, that has been a part of our unschooling journey. It's not a part of everybody's, but it has been a joyous, fun part of ours to travel to see our friends. So I think it's cool to see who's in different areas. And if you're going to be in a different area to know, oh, this person I've connected with really closely. And so I love that kind of geographical aspect of it too. Right, right. And that was one of the things that really drew me to Mighty Networks when I was looking at software, because their focus really is on connecting members, right? When I, I started looking at this and, and looking at their tools and reading about what they were trying to create, that's one of the things that excited me the most was that it really wasn't about the hosts. Yes, I mean, they're super supportive and helpful and all that kind of stuff, but their drive is to connect members. And um, they, that's one of the tools in there, like your location there, but you can also find members near you. Like, and, and I love that they had, I think it's like a 300 mile radius because you know, they know people will try. <laughs> that's really, really fun. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think is about... Um, it for the things I wanted to cover about it. I just wanted to, you know, emphasize that we're having a lot of fun in there. Um, the, the connections, the, the overriding theme of it, you know, just because unschooling can feel so lonely, you know, when, because I mean, we never did come across an unschooling family locally, you know, uh -huh. that, um, that we could connect with, but yes, we drove to conferences. We drove to visit people far away and just the ability to start a conversation where you don't have to start with the basics, right? That people are all unschooling parents there, right? That, so you've got that foundation and you know, you don't have to filter things through like things that you you hear, conversations that you have through that conventional lens to try and remove that piece. It's just so valuable. But it was something I found really valuable, um, you know, especially early on in my journey. So I, I'm just really thrilled to, to create that space. Right. So, and, and, and along those lines, I think if, if you're listening and you've been to a conference, you know, there's an energy about that mm -hmm. again, families that are prioritizing the same things and that are kind to their kids and that are, you know, wanting to like make these connections. And so, you know, this is bringing that into your home, you know, and this is giving you a chance to kind of prioritize. Yeah. I want to surround myself with people that are understanding this journey I'm on because, you know, if you've gotten to this point where you've started unschooling, considering unschooling, whatever, you know, it, it's a deeply personal journey too. You know, there's a lot that, you know, of choices that you've made. And I think surrounding yourself with people that get that, that understand that, that want to be a part of your journey, like that's a beautiful gift to give yourself to, to, to move forward and to create this environment where your family can be connected and can thrive and all of those pieces. And I think just, you know, from Pam, I know this is a labor of love, you know, of really putting this together because of what the feedback that she's received from 
her podcast and from other things of so many people that don't have a local community and that don't have those opportunities, you know, finding a way to create something that, um, that that's alive and that moves and that works and that grows and that it, it becomes more than, than what it is, you know, more the than the sum of its parts. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It's early. <laughs> um, but right. But yeah, so I just, I, I don't know. I feel almost even a little teary about just how beautiful I think it can be. And so I do hope that you'll join us because I, I think it is going to be about, all of these amazing people from all over the world coming together with this goal of connection and love and finding joy. And I mean, gosh, that's powerful. Like that is so powerful to me. So I'm just really excited. (laughs) Well, now you gave me goosebumps because yeah, that's just, I, every day, uh, you know, for, for many, many years, it was just going in at each morning to community that was available at the time and getting that little shot, right? That shot of inspiration, that shot of energy, that shot of, yes, this is my choice, right? I'm going to talk about this. I recorded a call, uh, the other day that's coming out soon and we talked about that shift to realizing like, this is my choice, just our everyday mundane thing, why I'm doing it. It's just that little bit of understanding. And it gave me such a great lens for, for my day. Um, and I'm finding this is doing it for me now too. So this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I hope you guys will join me. I will put the links in the show notes. You can go check it out and, and we hope to see you in there. Now we're going to shift a little bit and dive into a couple of questions that I've received reasonably recently. Um, and I just want to remind everyone that our Q&A conversations are not about giving anyone a right answer. You know, back to what we were talking about in the network, you know, we're participants. We um, are, are just sharing our ideas, sharing the things that came up for us. Like when we read the questions, we're just contemplating the different perspectives of the people that are involved. So uh, my analogy, I like, it's like tilling the soil around the question, you know, maybe picking up a rock here, a rock there, maybe that you might not have uh, noticed, um, just with an eye to helping the questioner more deeply um, think about what might be going on, right? And for anyone who's listening, here's that intellectual piece, right? Um, this might not be your current situation. It, it may be similar. Um, but when you start looking at things from different perspectives, it, number one, it's a tool. It's something that, that you can practice, right? I think it does get better with practice, opening up um, the way that you're looking at situations, seeing things from different angles. So you definitely, even if it's not something um, completely connected to your lives, it will help you understand unschooling better, or it can, you know, it, there just might be some connection to where you are in that moment that goes, oh, look, that thing there is kind of related to this. So that's the fun we have with doing these Q&A episodes. Okay, so I'm going to start with question one. Uh, She's a mom to four bright, inquisitive, and energetic boys. And she gave us a lovely summary of of each one, what they they enjoy doing. Um, And her oldest is eight. Love science experiments and space. 
Her second is Six, who's a very creative builder, a monster jam, the stadiums for his monster trucks, uh, creative problem solving. Uh, her third is Three, who's a tanky, super physical, adrenaline, fearless, and very sensitive and caring. And her fourth is One. Um, he's adventurous, happy, and a snuggle bug. So the challenge for her is that she wants to recognize that they really do shine, but that often she isn't able to see it. <clears throat> so they've been unschooling for about a year. And the academic side, that learning side, um, it wasn't too hard for her to let go of, but she feels like the atmosphere in her home is still awful. Her kids are still fighting with each other constantly, and it often gets physical her oldest son and her husband are arguing constantly. Um, so, yeah, the, the full question will be in the show notes for you. If you uh, want to read that, that would be great. Um, but really, the challenge is that she's feeling down on herself. She often ends up yelling and resorting to punishments um, because uh, she then she feels guilty. She's just having a hard time navigating um, the boys and their relationships with each other and with her, and things are getting out of hand for her. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I think that that was basically what do I what do I do? I'm ready to throw on the towel and send my oldest two to school just so there can be some peace at her house. All right. So first. <laughs> First, I want to say I'm, I'm so glad that you um, wrote to me and shared this because I think I think it is very common. And I also I truly wanted to acknowledge up front how challenging it is with four children ages eight and under. I mean, that is so much hands on parenting going on right there. Like I can vaguely remember when I had three kids basically in that situation and yeah, it's just go, go, go. So it can be so helpful to take that moment to acknowledge that and to understand that things feel hard now for a real reason. It really is hard, right? It, this time can be super challenging. And to remember also that they're going to get older, right? They're going to get older. Things are not going to be this way forever. I think that's something that when we're feeling really down, um, it's because it, we feel like this, this moment, the way things are now are just going to be like this forever. We can't see a way forward. Um, so I think taking that time to acknowledge that and to be gentle with ourselves around that gets us, helps us get into a mindset where we can look fresh. So that's what we want to do right now. And, and I just want to help you look more freshly at the situation um, and see if we can sp spark some creative ideas for you. Um, so a couple of mindset shifts, even if, if you do that, even if you need to do that more than once a day, like 10 times a day, right? I, I, I do remember that. I'd go and I'd read and I'd get that inspiration up front and then things would happen and then I would need to reset. Right. I would choose to reset. This is, this is what I want to, this is what I'm trying to create in our lives. Right. So I would do my best in that moment. I would learn what I learned from it and I would move on and just do that shift over and over again. Um, another thing I wanted to mention was that, uh, 
This question was asked of me before episode 219 came out, the one that you and I did uh, about um, parenting with kids at home. Um, and maybe you've already listened to it, but I would encourage you to listen to it regularly. That can help absorb um, some of those ideas more deeply so that they become more top of mind, right? You know, we, we talked about that. That immersion piece can be super helpful, right? Helping us with that mindset shift, helping us um, with creative ideas, uh, just or even just that shift to the creative mindset or that curious mindset. What's going on here? What's going on here? Um, I've done that with things that I was trying to learn, pick up shifts I was trying to make is just immersing myself in it. So listening to those kinds of things over and over again. Um, so something, I just want to pull out a couple things that we talked about in that episode. Remembering that behaviors are expressions of need, right? So it can be really helpful for your relationships to, instead of reacting to that behavior, and I think that's where she's finding herself, right? Because she's resorting to timeouts and, and yelling and that kind of stuff because you're reacting to that behavior, Try to figure out and respond to the need, right? That's why I was talking about listening to the episode over and over again, because it will remind you. And then soon it will become top of mind that the first question you ask is, what are the needs here? What are the needs here? Instead of immediately reacting to what that behavior is. So that it just shifts to being a curiosity-driven investigation to ferret out what those underlying needs are. And yes, that takes time, but you know, that, that is where we want to put our time when we're choosing an unschooling lifestyle, when we're trying to create these um, strong connected relationships with our kids, that is where we're choosing to put our time. And um, she had asked about conversations that she's, you know, having a hard time figuring out how to talk to them. Uh, It's in that needs piece where those conversations need to be, not conversations about the behavior. Behavior conversations often end up being about, you know, as a parent, don't do this because, you know, don't hurt your brother. Don't do this. You're talking about the behavior. You want to go earlier in the process or deeper in the process. Um, Those behavior conversations often happen in the moment when tempers are high, right? So that's why she's feeling pushed to use timeouts and those other kinds of, of punishments because she's trying to have a conversation right there in in the challenging moment um and that those so often become reactive right um when you're having conversations um that validate the impulse behind the behavior that's much more useful because that's truly where they were in the moment it's not about what they did it's about how they were feeling why did they do that why did did that end up being their actions or their choice? And it's often so important to have those conversations later. I mean, for me, I don't think I've had a super valuable conversation in a heated moment. You know what I mean? That That's just, I mean, it's not worked for us. Um, when everyone's calm, though, and you both, they feel safer. You feel safer. You can take that step. You can think before you say or do something. You can be more introspective. Even young kids can be more introspective. Um, the other piece is these is to not think that these have to be big, even when you're calm, big sit-down conversations, right? Especially with younger kids. They may just be a sentence here or a sentence there um, over a few weeks. 
along with your observation um, about what's what's going on, right? You want to start paying attention to the situation itself, not just the actions that are being taken. You know, have, have they had a rough day up to this point? You know, the, that kind of cup full analogy was really helpful for me when the kids were young. If I knew like four things had already gone wrong for the poor child today, like I didn't have their favorite cereal and their favorite t-shirt was dirty or, you know, those were important things to them. And if enough things have gone wrong, you know, one little thing that their brother does um, that might have rolled off their back other days. Today is going to be the touch point, you know, the straw the, that broke the camel's back idea. Um, so I think it's so important to be playful and observant at this time, to think of it as play, to try a little something and see what happens, right? To try a little something that you think might address the need. So for example, just one thing I wanted to pull out that occurred to me, maybe try setting up the, the eldest who love science uh, with science experiment supplies in a space of his own so that others aren't coming along and engaging in such a way that he feels he needs to direct their actions. Because that was one thing that she mentioned he does a lot. So I, I, even in a bathroom, right? You could happily make the bathroom his private lab so that he has the space to do the things he loves and enjoys without other people coming in. Doesn't mean you know, that'll be perfect or whatever, but that's something to try. Set it up and see how it goes, right? It's just more clues and more clues to try and get to those underlying needs and to think of each child individually and what might um, help them shine, help them have, you know, half an hour, an hour, 10 minutes of, of joy in their day and, and see where that leads. I also wanted to quickly mention uh, her spouse. Um, it might be more helpful to have conversations not through the lens of unschooling. Now, she didn't mention in particular. She said that he, you know, he agreed with unschooling. And, you know, the academic side uh, was something that she mentioned was easy for her. So maybe that's where he is, too. Um, but when you start talking about the relationships and stuff, for him, um, that might be a hard connection to make, you know, that this is a, an unschooling thing that's starting to sound really weird, etc. It seems out there a little bit different, but you can have these conversations about these relationship challenges through the lens of attachment parenting, I think, right? So it takes out that piece of something so super unconventional. This is just parenting. These are the challenges that we're having parenting related. These are the challenges that we would have because of the way we want to parent, whether or not our kids were going to school, right? So you can take that whole piece out of it and that might help uh, shift the focus and ease some of the resistance that she's feeling from him for those conversations. So I went on for a while, but I, I love the question. I think it's a great question and start with four kids, eight and under really hard. <laughs> really hard. Um, Okay, so for people not watching the video, so Zoom is great at sunrise. Anna's office, not so great because <laughs> I've got like 
like all this like weird light going on and the sun's rising in my face. Um, so I'm like hiding behind this one thing, but then that makes it dark, but then I can't see anything here. So anyway, uh, little technical things. Um, yeah, so uh, so much came for me with this question too. And I think um, the start sure is, is we've got four young kids and new baby. Um, I think it's important to understand that new baby is amazing. Babies are amazing. And your connection to that baby is amazing, but it is felt in very different ways with those other siblings. And so um, I know in, in the olden days on the forums, whenever somebody would come and say, everything's just gone crazy. And, and my, you know, six-year-old is this. And, and then it was like, Oop, new baby, <laughs> because right? new baby yeah. really just changes the dynamic. And so and, and there's nothing wrong with a new baby, but if but it's acknowledging that it's understanding that it is as it can be weight for those other siblings, and then it can feel like one more person between them and their mom. And so when Pam was talking about those needs, it's important that sometimes you look and understand that those needs may be things that are a little bit hard to hear. That it may be that they're not feeling like they're getting enough time with you or that they're not being heard or that they're being handed responsibilities that they don't want to have. Because, you know, I, I really tell people if you're in a situation where you have a lot of young kids together and, and I just had two, but they were fairly close in age. There's no you're the big boy now talk. There's no you're the big, you know, whatever, because these are babies. I'm telling you, I've got 20 some year olds and eight year old is a baby. <laughs> and he's still figuring things out and he still needs the space and time to experience his emotions and to figure out who he is. And so does the six-year-old and so does the three-year-old. And now you've got this one-year-old. So, you know, that may seem a little bit overwhelming. I don't think it has to be. I know lots of amazing parents with four and five kids that, you know, that it's just beautiful. And I love the energy of a big family. I love, you know, just the fun and the joy of all of that. But we've got to get her back there to that joy because right now she's feeling the stress of all of that. So, you know, those things are important. And, and Pam talked about the conversations, you know, around those needs 100%. I agree. In addition, it's conversations just for connection. So make sure that your only interaction is not around. And because when you have an infant, that's a big, you know, that's a 24 seven job. And so when you, you don't be just putting out fires with people, yeah. because if your only interaction is putting out fires, that changes your connection and dynamic with those kids. So, you know, nurse that baby if you are sitting while watching them play the video game or while he's doing a science experiment or whatever so that if you can make those connections and conversations about the things that they love and they know you're connecting with them then when something bubbles up that's an issue or a problem they know you're a partner you know and so they don't have to come at you with guns blazing they can just say Mom, remember we were working on this thing and you know how important it was to me. And then this, you know, this guy came in and knocked it down and you know, because you were there and you did have that conversation and you know, it was important. And even better than that, you can probably steer it from happening because you can see three-year-old running that way and know, Oh, he's doing something that he needs space around. Let's get everybody else outside or let's do, you know, that kind of thing. So the other, and the other thing I liked about what Pam, I loved everything that Pam said, but, um, Patterns, you know, look for patterns. 
Um, because is it time of day? Are we getting hungry? Is it that, you know, they have it and look for, have I connected with them? You know, is it, did something bubble up? And I really haven't had that just, and and this doesn't have to be, you know, I'm going to sit for six hours with them, but it's that those touchstones, those moments, that hug, that connection, that tell me about that video you just watched, or tell me about that thing that you're doing. Just those little moments of connection just ground everybody and just help them feel that they're important, that they're a part of all of this. And so, you know, those points of positive connection, you know, make that a priority. But again, patterns for me, and and I'm a big puzzle person, so that may be partly me, but I think it's a good tool is I would just look for, you know, and, and, you know, we notice things and, and I think I've joked about this before, but like when my husband would be with the kids in the afternoon, I told him I was going to tattoo snack at three on his arm because like, he'd be like, everybody's going crazy. And I'm like, have you given them a snack? Because they always <laughs> go crazy at three if they don't have a snack. And so, and he's like, yeah, I forgot the snack. You know, so it's like patterns. I like patterns because then, you know, you can anticipate that snack at two. 30, no meltdown at three, you know? And so it's looking for things like that. And, um, is it that they didn't sleep well? And so, you know, if I, I knew that was an issue for my oldest. And so if she had had a rough night, then I would help her kind of pad her day, you know, help her have some quieter spaces and, and know that she wasn't, her cup was already here and that we weren't going to really be able to pile on extra things. So, you know, it's looking for those little pieces because again, as Pam said, the behavior is what you're seeing, but behavior is driven by needs. We're all trying to get our needs met. And so we can do that in a positive way or we can do it in a negative way, but you know, we need to be given some, some tools and help and understand that it's really about that need. So when you meet that need, then those behaviors that you're uncomfortable with or that aren't working really fall away because there's no need. They're trying to meet a need and it may be connection and it may be being heard or validated. And again, if this may be about things that are hard to hear, I mean, it, it may be, I mean, cause even with just my two, I know there were definitely days where I just had to say, you do not want a sister. You wish that you did not have a sister right now. And, and her hearing that from me and, and me not having to, but I love her and she loves you and it's really great. You know, none of that. It just, you don't want to have a sister right now. You wish it was just you and me. She was able to go. Well, yeah. And then she'd go, well, but, but I like her and I want to do this. You know, and she would, she would shift because she didn't feel resistance from me. But if I come in there with, oh, but she didn't mean to knock down your tower and she loves you and she's just trying and me explaining, then there's that pushback there. Then there's she going, you don't understand how hard it is or you don't know. And, and, and this and that. And so true deep validation of whatever they are saying is the first step, even when it's hard for you as a parent, even when it's hard to hear, because honestly, you'll see that it's magic that they can just let that go. We, we all just want to be heard. And so I'm going to use that to kind of jump into the husband because Pam mentioned him, but in, in the question, you'll see if you read it on the site, um, you know, he's struggling a bit. He's, it, there's arguing with the older son. There's, um, getting mad about, um, strange things like because he's carrying too many toys, you know, things that, that kind of don't make sense, you know, so, and the, the, her words, you know, like it seemed ridiculous is what she said. Um, and, and again, so we have a behavior 
it's exactly the same people. It's not about kids or anybody. Yep. It's exactly the same. <laughs> it, we have a behavior that we don't like. And so we need to understand what the need is. So, and another thing I noticed is um, over the years and with people is when we're feeling out of control in one area of our lives, we tend to clamp down at another area. So for instance, if someone's feeling out of control at work, if things are not going well, or, you know, there's some uncertainty or something, you know, some kind of struggles happening, then they want to clamp down at home, you know, and I'm going to control things at home and I'm going to have everything at home like I need it to have. And, and, and so those are patterns that we can look at to then really hear, you know, maybe he's needing to hear and be heard around something that's happening at work. Or maybe it's just that he's had a long day at work and he's coming back home and he's feeling it's chaotic. But those are things we can talk about. Like, what are the specific needs? Like, how? how and then once we know what those needs are, then we can start addressing them. And I, and I think for him, he just may be needing to hear it is crazy sometimes. We have four kids running around and it's loud and it's crazy and whatever, but we need to figure out how to kind of work together to create an environment that works for us. And so, you know, look for those patterns with him as to what's going on and, and, and try to take a little bit of time to connect with him because he may also be feeling like, he's been distanced from his wife because of a new baby and a new thing. So there's all these different things going on. And, um, and I don't want it to feel like, cause I kind of feel like it um, so much falls to the mom, you know, <laughs> like, wait a minute, I don't know that I can do all this. But I think when we sit in our choices, you know, like I'm choosing to be here, I'm choosing to be this mom. This is the kind of relationships that I want to have. You know, she's saying that, like, I want this. This is something that's important to me. Then I really think you'll see while these things sound like extra steps, it's going to make everything so much easier to do those positive connections. Because what I often tell people is you're interacting anyway. Okay, you're living with these people. So you're having interactions with them all the time. So putting energy towards positive interactions is so worth it to me over just, you know, fighting and infighting and all those different people. Because if I choose to put my energy into those positive interactions, I'm changing the shape of that environment in my family. And so no, you're going to be expending energy either way. It's just where do you want to expend that energy? And so I go for the ahead of time, finding the needs, making those connections, positive pieces, because all day long, I'd rather do that than putting out fires and dealing with fighting and, and creating, you know, and having this kind of chaotic environment. So I'm hoping that um, some of that helps, like from what we both said to kind of get you started. But, and, and I feel like kind of like maybe this is a plug and maybe it's not appropriate, but I think this is the perfect kind of thing for the, for the network. And for the Living Joy the Network, because, you know, you can come and get these ideas and then tease them out a little bit more and then put on those lenses and try a few things and say, ooh, but come back. And this piece didn't, I still can't find it. I still, you know, we tried this and tried this. And so I love that aspect of a community where we can share and, and we, you know, other people will be in there 
having a similar situation or having just moved through a similar situation because I love that. I love um, my analogy and I've said it before is like it was easier for me to learn knitting from somebody that would just learn to knit than from my mother-in-law who'd been knitting for 50 years because they knew the pitfalls. They knew what it was like to drop a stitch and to do and whatever. Whereas my mother-in-law didn't even think about it. You know, she's a blanket comes out, you know, (laughs) and, and, and like, that doesn't work for me. I'm dropping stitches at the end. And so having these people at different places on the journey is so valuable because, you know, we're all experiencing and remembering what it was like and doing. So anyway, sorry, a little bit of a plug, but I think this is the perfect thing for that because we can really talk and tease out all these nuances because I feel like we've given you a lot of information. Um, and I hope that you can listen to this over and over again. So I do love that it's recorded so you can go, okay, I'm going to focus on this piece. I'm going to focus on that piece. But, um, Anyway, needs, 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 needs are happening. And that's where those behaviors are coming from. And you've got this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I love that whole answer. You know, I, I had that same thought, too, when you were um, sharing, because you shared so many cool insights, you know, that hadn't occurred to me. Right. That's the great thing uh, about community. I was going, oh, you know everybody's got brings their own experience and their own perspective and different things jump out for different people. So it's just so valuable to have multiple perspectives on something because like we're saying, these aren't right answers, but the more perspectives you have, there's a better chance that one will click. Like you were saying, you know, somebody closer to your stage may be able to see it more clearly than, than someone, you know, who's many years beyond that. Yeah. I, I really love that piece. And um, and also when you were talking about the husband, I, I was having that same thing. Oh, she's probably feeling like she's got a lot of work to do. And then you went right there. And I was like, that's perfect. Because, you know, you spend that energy on those negative interactions. They're not going, you're not building that foundation. You're not building that relationship. You're just putting out that fire. Right. So um, that shift to understanding, it's just, it's, to look at it as of, okay, I'm going to be having this interaction with them anyway. Um, what kind, how can I uh, move forward? So it's helpful for both of us. And in the, and in the long term, like that we're building something here, right? It, it's more of an investment in the relationship rather than just, Oh, I need to stop him from hitting his brother. So, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. So that mental shift is so is so helpful. And I mean, I do remember that I, I remember standing in the kitchen, you know, with my husband asking questions and not being happy about something or whatever. And, and doing that work to not take it personally, like you mentioned that before, you know, you may hear hard things and to be able to take those hard, you'll, you'll hear them from your spouse, your partner, your kids, but it's, it is so valuable like to to be able to hear those things and to understand because you understand them better you understand where they are better you can connect with them better moving forward so it's it, it's back to that investment in time in in our relationships right that it's it's just so valuable and and it is magical really is magical where it goes and Okay, yeah, we should probably move on to the next question, but yes, thank you so much for that first. <laughs>
Then you want to share? Oh, that's me. That's, that's you, you Anna. Anna. <laughs> um, Okay, so this question is from Western Australia, which is fun. So our two-year-old daughter and nearly five-year-old son, um, they've decided that's what they have, and they've decided to unschool, and it's been quite a journey, it sounds like, for them to reach that decision. Um, and she's been kind of diving into resources and all of that, and so that's really great. And a question is, my children are so young, sorry, my light is so bad, um, I'm happy to let them play and just be. When they're older, I know they will be able to ask for what they want, and it will be easier for me to support their learning. For now, I just want to make sure I have the right things around them. Do you have any must-have items or activities to do with children in this age group? Reading, craft, outdoor play blocks. I suppose I'm just chasing reassurance that they have everything that they need. And um, and I, I love that question in that um, because I get that. You know, we're, we're just, we do want that reassurance sometimes and, and that's okay. But I think what we will almost always tell you is just, look at your kids, you know, just look at them and connect with them. Because even at those very young ages, they're telling you what sparks their interest and what kind of play they enjoy. And, you know, at that age, um, oh my gosh, I had a daughter who was super into bugs and was telling everybody she was going to be an entomologist. And I had a physical child that wanted a lot of physical things into her life. So we would bring those things in. So it was usually just looking at the kids for the cues of what to do. But I will say one of my favorite parts of that early unschooling journey was I did love finding cool things in the world, <laughs> like to bring into our lives, you know, whether it was toys or puzzles or games or um, anything. And um, I, I was just telling somebody that we are playing Animal Crossing's New Horizon as we're in our um, staying at home phase here. And um, what's really funny is the girls, we got DS's I mean, gosh, I don't know when they came out, but I feel like it must have been, you know, early 2000s. They were probably five, four or five years old when we got DSs. We ended up all three, eventually all four getting DSs. Um, and we played Animal Crossing was one of the early ones that we played together. And it was so, and they had never known about it, never asked about it, but I was on an unschooling group and there was people ahead of me that said they were really enjoying it. And I was like, I think we'd enjoy this. And, you know, it had um, Nintendogs at the time and, you know, we love dogs, but my husband's allergic, so we don't have a dog. And we're like, oh my gosh. So we had so much fun, you know, playing with dogs and having our own dogs. And I mean, we still talk about this, you know, 15, you know, 20 years later, and so it's fun, really fun to be playing the game now with my 20 year old and reliving some of that. But, but the point is I did love finding new things. And, and I think that's another thing that the community of unschoolers gives us. It's fun to hear even on the podcast when people are talking about what their kids are into. Sometimes, you know, you can be like, Ooh, you know what? I have a kid that really loves that kind of stuff. I bet they would enjoy that too. And so I love that piece of it, that it's, it's, it is interactive for the parents, but it's all about watching your kids. And, and, you know, I might bring things in that don't spark an interest. No big deal. You know, I no agenda with anything I ever brought in <laughs> to the family. But, um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's great to have things that spark an interest or more so I feel like 
you know, when things would happen around that, we'd, you know, when she was really into bugs, we would be out in the yard exploring bugs. We would get, have some bug books. We'd get, we had a little bug critter carrier, you know, then we would, we went to a couple museums to see the bug collections they had and we looked at stuff online. And, and so she led that, you know, she just led because she'd want more and more and more, or then she wouldn't, you know, then she'd move on to something else and that's good too. So I think just trust in yourself. You're going to know because that's the beauty. You're with them every day. Like that's the beauty of the connection that we get to have is that we see those pieces. We see those sparks where we don't miss those because we're there with them. And so trust in that and you'll see it unfold and you'll have amazing stories to tell us years <laughs> over the years. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention before I forget is, is curiously, this is this is cool, bringing up this question now. Um, the next two episodes after this are with guests with young children, <clears throat> like like uh, not not quite yet school age or one of the anyway. Okay. Um, so we have some great conversations that that I think he, she, she's going to enjoy. Lots of people will enjoy. Um, but they'll be interesting and helpful, I think, just to to help open that up a bit. But um, I lost what I was going to say there now. Um, anyway, one thing that's super important, like that, that must have, and she put it in quotes in her question yeah, too. Yeah. Like she, she knew, but that's, that's a piece, right? Um, but like you mentioned, uh, seeing what they're drawn to, getting, getting comfortable with that and just helping them explore it in new ways. Like you said, you know, Maybe they don't know about this website for bugs. Oh, at there, there. See, now I remember because that piece of the podcast where I'm asking what everybody's into, that is so the reason I do that is not only do I love hearing what, what curious unschooling kids get into, but that it can spark new connections for everybody who's listening. Because for me, that was that was a big piece of it, just seeing what other people were up to because then, oh, we might have fun with that. It was just bringing inspiration into our lives all the time. And it may not have been that exactly, but then maybe it sparks a connection for me. Oh, but they looked yeah. at it this way. They found they found a museum. Well, maybe I can find a science center. You, you know what I mean? It's just, or we haven't been to the science center in a long time. They just went, yeah. you know, just the, you never know what's going to spark. So that's, that's, that's the motivation behind it and why I've kind of expanded that question over the podcast years, um, because I just think it's so helpful and fun to, fun to hear that piece. Um, the, the other piece I wanted to mention, you brought that up too, it's fun to bring new things into their world um, that, that they, maybe they don't know about, that you think they might be interested. But as you mentioned, the really important piece is to not have expectations around it. And to even get to the point where, I mean, you may feel disappointed because you might be excited about it, but to, you know, not take those choices personally, um, to know the other pieces that, that now they know something like that exists in the world. And maybe three months from now, Hey mom, you mentioned that thing. Can we check it out now? You know, cause when there's no pressure in that relationship, when it's really open, They'll be totally comfortable saying, cause, cause it won't be a feeling of, I told you so. Right? Like, oh, they come through and say, see, we could have been doing this three months early. No, you don't want any of that energy in it. Um, it's just, 
being being with them. It's just sharing things in the world, sharing you things that you find interesting that you think they might find interesting. And the really cool thing is that you're learning more about who they are and about what they're curious about right in this moment. Like, so uh, no thanks is just as valuable as a yes, please right now, you know, because it's all information and it all helps us nail things in. And if it's something that, that another great piece, you mentioned the DSs, we ended up, I got, I have my own DS. It's funny because we've been talking Animal Crossing and playing the boys and I've been playing Animal Crossing. And I said, you know, I still have my original DS in the big slunky thing. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I got a yin, yin yang sticker for this because <laughs> we all tricked out our DSs too. Um, but yeah, that's, that is really fun. We can do these things too, right? You know, if, if a game that we bring in, like, uh, you know, uh, Bananagrams or something, like, you know, if there's things that we're interested in and they're not, we can still do them, right? Not only is that great for us, but it's great for them to see us because we're all individuals. Like, that helps them learn more about you, the things that you find interesting as a person because we're all people living this lifestyle together we're all learning all the time we're all doing things that we enjoy we're all following our curiosity so just because your kids aren't interested doesn't mean that you can't you know find a few minutes to paint you can't leave your paint out there you can't do a little bit of jewelry making you know just any the things that you're curious about too are are valuable now yes with super young kids you know, it's going to um, look different. You know, maybe you put out some paint stuff for them to paint along if they become curious. Uh, maybe you're getting up early because you're doing more detailed work or more detailed um, art art stuff. Uh, but then once they wake up, you can show them what they did. Hey, look what mom was working on. I, I really like how I did this tree or, you know, or look at this new bracelet. You know, whatever it is that, that fulfills us as well, that's great stuff to, to share with them. So yeah, it's funny. I wasn't thinking the same thing when you're talking. I'm like, I'm going to say this after she's finished. And that is you pursue what you love mm-hmm. because, you know, that shows so much, you know, and for me, you know, with kids, I'm, I'm a person that likes to do all the things, but when you have little kids, you're kind of at home. So it was a fun puzzle for me to figure out, okay, so what things can I pursue in parallel with them and that work with them? And so for me, that was gardening. And that was, um, I do a lot of like, edible looking for weeds and harvesting and you know foraging that kind of thing which they loved because I could show them a picture and I'm like let's find some violets and they'd run and look at the violets you know and they didn't know all the different pieces of why I wanted it or whatever but they loved being a part of something that I was enjoying and um you know I learned to play the guitar when my kids were little and so they would sing along the songs and they would do and then they'd go away and and do their thing and whatever but but it's that energy and and my husband is um has been at home with us for you know most of the kids lives and they see him pursuing the things he loves and and his passions and his things and they can pop in and out and sometimes they participate and sometimes they don't but but that it's keep that energy of curiosity among your you know all of you and in your side of yourself and you'll see beautiful things unfold from that yeah no that's lovely all right we better wrap this up yeah 
so fun. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me, Anna. It is always such a pleasure. That was fun. (laughs) All right, my dear. Have a wonderful day. You too. Talk to you soon. Yeah. I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the wonderful archive of earlier podcast episodes. The conversations never go out of date. And you can find more information about my books, my Patreon community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit at my website, livingjoyfully.ca. Have a great day.